my name is Barbara Ann Briggs. I'm a certified consciousness advisor and a teacher of transcendental meditation. I'm also the author of two books, The Contribution of Mahashi's Vedic Science to Complete Fulfillment in Life and Pilgrimage on the Path of Love. Pilgrimage on the Path of Love is a novel of visionary fiction which has been described as the perfect amalgamation of spiritual awakening and self-discovery. I'm also a freelance journalist who has had numerous articles published in, in magazines and online in many countries around the world. I also have a YouTube channel called Spiritual Wisdom with Barbara Ann Briggs. In this podcast, The Essence of Life, we will discover what is actually the essence of life and where can we find it. The subject of today's podcast is Pilgrimage on the Path of Love. In this podcast, I will share some excerpts from my book, and I will also describe some of the different aspects and the reason why I wrote this book. On the Path of Love is the story of a woman of great courage who travels alone to India in search of fulfillment. Living very simply in a Himalayan hill station, she meets people from all over the world who share their wisdom of life. While recuperating from a sprained ankle in a Tibetan Buddhist monastery, she experiences a deepening of faith in the eternal harmony of creation. Finally, she embarks on a, on a momentous ascent to Ladakh to await the Lama she loves. There her faith is severely tested, but she emerges as a fuller human being with a more mature understanding of the true meaning of her life and the essence of true love. As the story unfolds, we are led through the voice of her higher self and the experiences she has during her meditations, as well as her memories, dreams, and reflections. We are led into the interior world of a woman on the spiritual path. As she travels higher into the Himalayas, her knowledge of life and love unfolds. Everyone she meets adds another layer to our understanding of the purpose of human life and the true nature of love. In the story, we see that her ascent from the plains to the mountains is as much a journey of the spirit as a physical journey. As she travels, her faith and trust increase, and she gains the courage to face the challenges on her path. Her ascent is symbolic of the soul's quest for inner harmony and fulfillment in a world in which one is constantly tossed between the opposing forces of gain and loss, victory and defeat, pleasure and pain. We see the dichotomy exemplified in her desire to lead a secluded spiritual life apart from the world and the desire to enter into an emotional relationship with someone she loves. Even though on the, on the rational level, she knows that the destiny of the Lama she loves will take him away from her, 
the unresolved passions within her heart force her to continue to nurture the desire to be with him. These two opposing desires exert their influence on her actions until finally she reaches a stage where she can transcend the division between her mind and heart and discover a source of happiness within herself that is independent of outer circumstances. Ultimately, she realizes that every situation is fashioned by the divine will and everything happens at the right time. She is then able to flow with the current of her life and to find happiness with what is rather than wishing for something that is not. Pilgrimage on the Path of Love is the story of a woman's pilgrimage to the center of her being, where she gains insight into the perfection of life as it is, and the realization that the divine is orchestrating every moment of one's life, and therefore the direction is always right. This book is unique in that it takes the reader on an inward journey to self-knowledge and on a colorful outward journey into the Himalayas simultaneously. It depicts the central character's encounter with a mosaic of different cultural traditions, and it shows how each culture has something specific to offer to make her vision of life complete. And now I would like to share some excerpts from the book with you. This is an excerpt from chapter one. India, India, I saw again the wide expanse of the river spreading out before me. The pale blue waters of the river had stirred my soul with such peace. Those waters had whispered to me of a world without end or beginning, where love wove the garment of life, a love eternal which reigned supreme over all. The river seemed to open her eyelids at dawn, her veil fluttering in the morning air. Her veil of pale blue silk, made of undulating waves and woven by the hands of God, rippled in the shimmering light of dawn. Her voice, like a caress, sang in silence of a world born before time. Her voice seemed to call to me as I boarded the simple wooden boat. I remember even now how the oars of the boat kissed the surface of the water and then sank momentarily into the translucent folds of soft blue silk. Like a woman who willingly bears all burdens, the waters yielded to the slow rhythmic pressure of the oars as the boatman plied his way forward toward the rising sun. The voices of prayer coming from the ardent devotees who lined the bank of the river rose and fell like the gentle waves murmuring in the unbounded ocean of silence which pervaded everything. And now from chapter two. In my dream, I heard a voice calling to me. Remember, remember, remember. The echo reverberated in the mountain air like the sound of a distant drumbeat, calling, calling, calling to a child hidden deep within. Remember the dawn on the Ganges, the rose-colored sunrise, the fiery heat of the sun, the cooling iridescent rays of moonlight, the whirling dance of the stars. 
Remember the sparkling eyes of the river and remember the ageless mountains. Ah, the Himalayan heights and the sweet fragrance of the cedar trees rising like silent sentinels beneath the vast temple of the sky. Remember, Shantila, remember the trans transparent mirror of silence in which your face, the face of the whole world, shines as in a lake, and see in the lake, Shantila, your smiling eyes, eternally laughing. From chapter 6, the journey high up into the Himalayas, would it bear the fruit of my life? Would I drink of the nectar of immortality in this divine abode? Would the deep silence of the Himalayas call awake the deity hidden deep within the cave of my own heart? And would the flaming light of the sun ignite the pyre at the altar within the inner shrine? Would the pure truth that were etched in the rock-cut gorges along the way and which scintillated through the lacy fibers of the firs, unfold its golden petals in me, never to be shrouded by darkness again. How many unnamed saints and sages had climbed the steep and sloping cliffs of these mountains in search not of gold, but in search of their own inner wealth. How many ascetics had perform, had performed arduous penances here as an offering to thee. Now I had come, far flung from the shores of New York and the greening hills of England to lay my thirsting heart at thy feet. Would I return to England or even America alone, empty-handed, or would I carry the transparent dignity of the infinite fully awakened within me. From chapter 8, the meaning of life is hidden in love. It's simple, but we haven't grasped it. Look at the mess we've made of things in the world. The search for the Holy Grail, wasn't that a search for pure love? Isn't everyone aiming for the same thing? What is it? To touch another person's heart is more important than all the money in the world, or even fame or possessions. What's the meaning of all this? Why are we here? Isn't it to learn how to love? From chapter 9, Then I sat down in lotus position to meditate. The irksome thoughts continued for several minutes. Gradually the waves of thought subsided, and the mind was swept away in a rising sea of silence. The silence engulfed each individual wave of thought in one unanticipated motion, and then peace, oneness, a stillness of breath, and all hung as if suspended beyond the touch of time. The songs of the birds, like a far-distant melody, did nothing to ruffle the abiding calm. The body was like a mere outline, filled and surrounded by an all-pervading space, then even the outline almost faded. The inner space melted into the surroundings, melted into the one. In this state, I was able to taste the peace that passes understanding. I felt my lips touch the brim of the chalice that held the nectar of immortality. But I did not drink of the nectar, nearly but not quite. 
for even then a trace of the ego, a trace of difference remained. The mind was still holding on to the bare memory of time and space. It was not yet willing to let go. The individual ego was not yet able to surrender completely, to merge fully with the vast, uncharted region of the all. Of course, at this junction, there was nothing I could do but take it as it comes. These were some of the excerpts from Pilgrimage on the Path of Love, which I wanted to share with you today. The book is available on Amazon, and I hope that you will enjoy reading it. It's been a pleasure to speak to you today. A new podcast will be uploaded every few weeks, and I look forward to sharing more of my work with you. If you would like to learn more about my work, you can go to my website, barbaraannbriggs.com, and you can also go to my YouTube channel, Spiritual Wisdom with Barbara Ann Briggs. I look forward to speaking to you much more in the future. Thank you so much for coming, and until we meet again, very, very best wishes to you.